Welcome to the after party, a house party rager where I don't know the dialect here or the script. We're all just here. Um, <laughs> Tanner's I, still dead. <laughs> nope, I'm yeah, fine. Killed it's, him. No, it's I'm fine. Insane. And while I could be shit. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, how does it feel? Oh man, I didn't think of this. Um, and while I could be with Thomas discussing the inner workings of train mechanisms, I'm stuck in this room recording this podcast. Just me. Um, my name is Zach Stenzel, and while I could be watching Liam play the Carol of the Bells on G Money's Ribcage. Oh my god. <laughs> instead, I am here, one room over. Recording a podcast. That's hilarious. My name is Tanner Azanero, and while I could be uh, joining or, or joining the line of people who are going into an arm wrestling competition against Laszlo, who's decidedly defeating most everybody in line. who comes to the table. Let him get in line. Let him get in line. Instead, oh, let me leave the table to go one-on-one me, David, against Laszlo. <laughs> Absolutely. Line him up. Uh, but instead, I'm here at the table recording this podcast. Oh, this is David. And while I could be with Leon as he and Roman try to convince Hugh to turn into a bear for Leon to wrestle against in a death in like a pit match, uh, I'm stuck at this table oh, nice recording callback. this podcast. That's a um, quick thing there just for the audience to be aware of this. Hugh is running away. <laughs> <laughs> just woo! That's what we mean. The spiders well, grow scary. Yeah. Stan grabs him and brings him over. Uh, Hugh turns to grab dragon. <laughs> that's um, why they win. Uh, my name is Beeman, and while I could be, what? Well, no, he said David. I know, but you can still be David. No, I don't want to. Okay, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to follow that and be also David. Okay, sorry. You could. You, you don't have to be also David. You can be David Beeman. My name's Beeman. <laughs> While I could be watching Seinfeld with Scooter and Prosciutto, instead I'm at this table arguing with Tanner. Wow. <laughs> I'm not trying to argue. I'm, just, You're I'm arguing not trying to argue. Me I'm sorry. No, do whatever you want. I'm that's, sorry. That's a little imp. Behavior. I give up. No, stop with the little imp thing. I, uh, I have okay. to concede here. We, we got to stop. Like piling on Tanner on that, I think. I think we're actually hurting his feelings. You're right. He's you're really right. sensitive. I can handle I would like to it. say he that is... David, Leon, and Roman have all been very good to Tanner. Beeman, you're you right. You should let me level he up. He's upgraded to a big imp. <laughs> He's a big in a imp. campaign. So you're you're yeah. a big. You're imp. a big strong imp now. You're oh. so huge. <laughs> so now that you're so big and strong, um, <laughs> we have a let's, fucking after let's, party. Yeah, to we, have, we have a, we have an after party uh, to record since you're so big and strong. Um, <laughs> I just want to know your guys' thoughts. I feel like I really uh, didn't pull any punches for six episodes, and I beat you down constantly. Um, how are we feeling? How are we? In this present moment, um, the way that I usually feel at the end of Spyros Arc, which is confused, excited, a little bit scared? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say, though, that um, you guys have gotten a lot of information, this arc, that is more solid. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, true. The information you guys were getting in the Navracina arc was much more, like, um, vague hearsay. and hearsay. Yeah, like, vague and, like, what does that mean? Like, I, someone told me this, and I they were speaking a different language. But here, I feel like... Like a big thing was learning who Lacrimos is. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my God. Uh, everything that uh, has happened with B Money slash G Money uh, um, and their connection to you guys and their connection to the Tomb Force and their connection to Hub as well. Like there are things that are kind of, I feel, are coming together uh, a little more uh, concisely, but um, still a lot of information as well. So. So many questions. I feel like the hub yeah. arc is gonna be huge. Yeah, I. I, oh, I, okay. feels, I feel that way about every arc. <laughs> I so to do this a little chronologically <laughs> to kind of talk about. Um, if you're a member of our Patreon, you can hear us do deep dives into uh, every two episodes as well. But to True. do this kind of chron- chronologically from the last two episodes, we haven't gotten to talk about. So 
first episode was mostly a fight against the hand that we now know from that wonderful little post credits Episode 11. Yes, from the uh, uh, episode 11. But that we now know from the context of episode 12's post-creds was either Hamza, which makes sense because it was a hand with an eye in the center, or whatever Hamza's daddy is in in whatever case. We we saw then the, the clip of... Uh, uh, that person telling Thongaphone to go get Shadrach and sending Shadrach after us, which is not fucking good. And for context for listeners, um, these are all characters from pre-podcast Spyros. Um, we've mentioned Thongaphone a lot. He's a gorilla with an Argyle sweater who's an annoying asshole. He was kind of getting he, he was kind of getting treated like uh, <laughs> just like a worker, I guess. Um, by uh, an underling, if by you yeah, will. by un- unnamed person. And Shadrach I is it was li- clear that was Hamza, huh? It was that was no, yeah, that was Hamza. Hamza telling. Oh, we know for sure. Yes, it was yes. Hamza? I thought it was. I thought it was up in the air. No, no. Oh, okay, that was we know Hamza. for sure. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so it was fucking Hamza who was controlling that weird glitchy fucking hand thing. So. That's bad. He's a lot more powerful <laughs> than I thought he was. Um, Things have changed. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Sorry for people who haven't heard the pre-podcast thing, but when we checked all our power levels when we first got to the camp, do we... Hamza's, Hamza's was, was like... four. We were yeah, all ones. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Four. And if that's matching CR rating, then that just goes <laughs> to show where Hamza was... When we first started at level as level one characters, what were the power levels of uh, Thongaphone and one? one. Oh, yeah. so everyone was a one. Uh, actually, uh, so I think everyone Clapper. was one except Corn Clapper was two. Yeah, and and Hamsa was four. Uh, if you are very confused, please listen to the short. Um, summation of Spyros. Uh, it's like the first episode we it's posted. It's ten on minutes long. It's yeah. only ten minutes, and it'll get you up to date on characters such as Hamsa and Thongaphone and uh, Shadrach less so. But um, yeah. this is why yeah. we really gotta update that wiki. True. I still if, have that open on my hey, phone. Hey, uh, this is like uh, an all call. If you're really into wiki. Please make a wiki for us. Straight up, we already like, have one. Straight up, I, yeah, for it, real. It if exists, anyone listening yes, likes us enough it, to help, that's true. With that. I made it already. So make, go add stuff. If you add stuff to our wiki, we will arrange a meet and greet. I'm, I'm not joking. Like <laughs> yeah. sh- for sure, 100. percent Absolutely, we will take you percent. out to a nice dinner. For sh- cool, yeah, I'll do that for sure. We will buy you your drinks. Cool, but yeah, that would we'll uh, that'd be helpful. Characters all night. I don't know about that. I think they would want that. That'd be helpful. In We're a, gonna get a, a funny scary case, fan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um, so. But yeah, I think that would be awesome. You know, as we continue, because I mean, like we can edit it too. But like, yeah. having because I know you've drawn incredible art for so Woo-hoo. many of these Spyros characters. So yeah, to put true. Faces to names, which is something we can't often do. Yeah, in this yeah. Campaign. Especially um, with yeah. our sprawling long form campaign, like it feels very important for mm-hmm. a reference like that. But. Um, that fight was crazy, and I, I know that episode was just a fight, but the context of all that, yep. the fact that Hamza literally had a hand in Nabrasina. Great <laughs> framing, by the way. Affecting stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking. You're welcome. <laughs> crazy I like, reveal. I like the terrain of that fight. Of like not only there was a terrain like difficult aspect where it was like there was the steam that could go to the different quadrants. I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. I think battles like when they include some sort of like neutral threat like that is super cool. Mm-hmm. And just this idea of like everything fades away and you're just in this like reflective large hall with like mirror images of everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys were in like a like it was disorienting yeah. for sure. I got like, possessed. That was Maybe a fantastic that's why combat. I so bad. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> You know, that's actually something that I feel like we didn't... Now I actually kind of feel bad. Nobody asked Leon... Like how that felt? Yeah, how Holy he felt shit, being you were possessed. possessed by Hamza. That's why... No, deliver... <laughs> Here's the thing. I had the thought... We never I'm like, brought this okay, up. No, okay. This can go down a rabbit hole You guys didn't say anything. Laszlo, <laughs> we're so selfish. Yes. Laszlo uh, is a couple rooms here, over. Here's my 30-second, like, insane theory that has been building for a while. So, Leon, Nibel, Nomu showed up on the list. They're connected to Tomb Forest and roughly on one side of the war. Uh, Then there is Hamza, Cornclapper, and TBD on the other side. They're connected to Hub, maybe, who knows what seems. This hand's connected to Hamza. That's why 
in the middle of that fight, I was like, I want to try and connect to this thing. Because I was like, I have a gut feeling it's connected to Hamza because of fucking course it's another hand with an eye. And that's why I was like, I give myself over to it because I want information. I want to figure out why me and Hamza are on that list. My original reason for putting find kin on my spell list was to try it on you. Oh. Yeah. Who are you pointing at? No I'm one po- can I'm see pointing you. at David Sturgis, <laughs> the person who was just talking. I feel like contextually that yeah, made sense. It, it did. I, I'm talking to Listeners, David Sturgis. I was just laughing because you literally were pointing. I know, but I feel like that made sense. Um, it did, it did, it did. I, I feel like casting fine kin on Leon is either a really, really fucking interesting answer or nothing. Well, it's just also funny because, I mean, between Navrazina and Toon, we've kind of been on, like, Leon's fucking grounds for a minute. Who knows if we'll ever get to, like, the Laszlo and Scooter grounds. I feel like I told Nathan I want to be from Toon Forest, and Nathan said, I'm going to use you. (laughs) Yeah. Do do you feel used? In a way that I can't use these (laughs) other guys from freaking other planets. Do you feel (laughs) held by him? So the thing is, is... Uh, this podcast is brought to you by movies. Truly. Uh, yeah, we've been in, like, the greater... The area you guys have been in is, like, the Gravelands, which is Navrasina, the Tomb Forest, and Okimonoki, where a bunch of, like, like dead folk are. And um, so, yeah, obviously, like, it's going to be a kind of, like, a Leon central focus for now. But now... We're we're literally we're nowhere close to that yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. we're in our we're in no man's land for everyone. Um, honestly, the greatest ties here is for G Money, um, yeah. which um, is crazy because I don't know anything about and, my life before yep. this chain woke me up. It's true. So, uh, so yeah, and like I mean, like there are college star and hub. We found that out, uh, mm-hmm. and so like. Laszlo might have something to do with Hub here and, and have a bigger role than we know, uh, but it's hard to say. This is just kind of like, um, it, it's funny because all the places you've entered thus far have been kind of like a, like we know about this place to a degree, uh, mm. but now it's very much like into the unknown. So the unknown. I knew there's, was do that. And there's obviously so much to say about Leon, but the one thing I got to say to you, Nathan, mm. with but to say, keep the focus on the gray lines for a second. How are you as a person destroying a forest? <laughs> I feel terrible. I, <laughs> I feel horrible. I, uh, I feel horrible. Here's the thing. We've played a lot of sad shit in foes and fables. Thank you, Tanner. Mm-hmm. I've never been more sad than knowing that tomb forest is probably getting raised to the ground. I, this arc, I like, like I said at the beginning, I was like, like, I threw like a lot of biz. With you. I threw a lot of biz at you guys, like uh, Maha being abducted. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, Six months ago, the yeah. tomb just being kind of like left behind by its own people. The night tree uh, effectively going back to sleep, like, and and the forest at the brink of destruction. Yeah, I'm pissed at myself too. It, like, it it's not easy. Like, uh, Tomb Forest is like one of my favorite places, and yeah, I think um, I kind of just I don't know. I want I I've explained this to all of you before. I love steaks, and um, if Aww. and. Yeah, medium rare steak is just so good. Attaboy. But I also enjoy steaks in media. Like when someone animates a steak. <laughs> it's really, really good. If I had a steak right now. Yeah. But uh yeah, like brought to you by movies. Like this peril and these risk and rewards, like I I feel like it really draws an emotion out of you guys. Like I remember how Tanner looked when I said one of the camera shots grabbed Maha. He was like dumbfounded because it was just like that can't be happening. Like that's not real. Mm-hmm. You don't. Spiros take the regularly NPC. makes me pog for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. But in a negative way. Wait, in a negative, 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 what? Negative pogging. Start make what? Can, can someone he goes def- like this? Can you describe that for the nope. listener? <laughs> they, they know. Like, they know. Yeah. Trust Is me. it just me? Yeah. yeah. I know the drink. Yeah, uh, oh, I that don't is know a beer. Yeah. Oh. 
Pog. No, wait. Oh, yeah, Pog it's, uh, is it's pineapple, like, orange, guava juice. Yeah, oh, sorry. It's like a Hawaiian thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought Pog you was guys really, alcoholic. <gasps> you guys never knew about Pog? No. Well, I did because remember in Evergreen, you had a Kurt Pog. Oh, yeah, you got strawberry Pog. Pog. Which is a real flavor that they had at that ice cream shop because that's a real like drink that people have. There are I have seen like different beers that have like that. Yeah, the, I feel the like I've seen, yeah, that. I've seen okay. that. Whatever. Um, anyway, so a dying forest. Well, one thing I wanted to say, Nathan, that you are just masterful at that I don't think I ever could have appreciated until the point that we've gotten to in the story until now, and I could a hundred percent start to see it in the last arc. But like pre-podcast, no, like could not have seen. But now at the point that we're at with finishing this arc, you are a master at scale and you are a master mm-hmm. at at the world around our characters mm-hmm. feels so big and so indifferent to us and mm-hmm. so like really insurmountable, like insurmountable scale of us trying to exist in a world that is like like steamrolling over us without that actually feeling like you as a DM are steamrolling over us as players, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in a masterfully like uh, anxiety inducing way as uh, uh, you know, part of this story in that regard. Uh, the scale of Spyros continues to boggle my mind the more and more layers that we peel back. Well, that's kind of a funny thing, because um, something that really stuck out to me the last episode, when Laszlo was having that moment with his the Kalistar, um, it got just like that whole private moment in general. I remember you feeling, or uh, I remember Laszlo feeling like no progress has been made, mm-hmm. is something that you said, like six yeah. months have gone by and no progress, which is like so funny, because to me, like it feels like we've done so much Mm -hmm. but like you said with like the way that things keep growing and the way the scale keeps expanding it it does make us feel small yeah like oh my gosh like we've done so much you know out of game it's been over a year yeah like well over a year well over a year and it still feels like oh shoot like we still don't have a freaking clue what's going on. Yeah. We have no idea why things happened at Camp Wimwam even. Like and and after all this work, all this effort, Maha gets freaking kidnapped. Like yeah. it's it's like we just <laughs> we can't catch a break. Yeah. Well, I feel like you guys were getting a good grip of things and then like the real like bombshell that kind of like shoved you out of it was the time skip. Yeah, uh, yes. the whole like in, yeah. like yeah. interstellar situation. So yeah. cool, by the way. Thank you. After yeah. you literally railroaded us. Literally, he literally railroaded us into losing six months. Um, but that was a real like that make it made sense. Like it was like a a jaw dropping shocking moment, but it also like like yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. That like no one would know to warn us. And they didn't know. Yeah, no one, no one knew. knew. That's like no the second knew. that Bubalina was like sad, I was like, oh, fuck, we've been gone for like a long fucking time. And I thought long fucking time was going to be like a week, <laughs> maybe two. You guys are moving insanely fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. How fast? Uh, just, like, just, just so I, just fast so I enough know. to travel time. I'm, yeah, I'm, but like, like how fast? I don't want like nerds coming for me, um, but like. Like definitely, like what for you? Because <laughs> uh, like the whole, because t- like the whole time. The cum jokes stay in the home <laughs> campaign. So the whole thing about time differential from like Earth to like other planets and other solar systems and stuff that has to do with like the speed of light. Yes, and you were traveling close to it. That's so fast, dude. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So like, so and we don't know how. So you you were in the train and the like. Like what uh, Hamza's other hand was doing was was like, yeah, just making the train travel extremely fast. And but since you're in that time dilated, why? To run tr- yeah, literal liter- train, literally destroyed like over the forest. Yeah, it was it was not only just destroying like the notchers, but it was also corrupting. Uh, trees and all this stuff like yep. when Lazlo eviscerated those tree folk like they were probably at one time normal I think mm-hmm. what I meant is why is Hamza trying to destroy the tube forest we that's what know. we're trying to figure out we don't know. I want to know how long was the train going that fast before we got there 
I mean, it's hard to say. You don't really know. I, it could have been happening while Kevin Three was in Navarcina. That's true. Uh, yeah, I was say, because I probably would have heard about it when I was in Navarcina, when I was right. in Tomb Forest before going to Camp Wimwam. Yeah, yeah. so it also means, was just the train. It, it was just like in the notchers, which were so hard to navigate already, and this train was just kind of doing its thing. It also means that Hamza has been doing a bunch of fucking shit before he even got to Camp Wimwam. Before we set foot on the planet of Spyros, Hamza was running around Spyros. Uh, fucking shit up. I think it always kind of felt that way. Yeah. Like, it, it like, I mean, homie's power level. Well, we, four. well, honestly, I was still at the thought of he might be just a camper or some like person right. who didn't really start their whole thing. No, he's been like, he's not a camper. He is an agent of his own thing. And that's the thing that I've been realizing for Hamza. He's a player all in his own right. Yeah. He's a force to be reckoned with all in his own. I keep thinking that he's like some literal hand of something else and he might be unknown to himself maybe but like i i keep maybe. thinking that he's doing more for someone else and the more we see the more it's just him and he's just super powerful I, again i think he's somehow and then this might be something me being selfish but i think he is somehow a parallel to me in that way i wouldn't be surprised that's because why i really list. want to cast find kin on you i do it actually All playing Hamza fail the saving throw stark yeah, actually, Zach Stenzel yeah. is uh, playing Hamza for mm -hmm. the, the oh. third Spyros arc. Well, it's gonna be crazy. No freaking way! I was waiting to. I was waiting for later to announce this, but I will be playing G Money. <laughs> uh, I'm still practicing the voice. Wow, that's um, really good. But I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I feel like we got the whole. I, mean, I think we inter, got a inner party conflict to talk that's, about. That was what I wanted to hop into. That was what I wanted. Leon's got plenty of shit to talk about. <laughs> um. Just for our listeners, Tanner and I, in theory, are cool. We are <laughs> beyond theory, proven. Um, we uh, hypothetically. I thought it was great. Uh, actually, after that session had been over, uh, David like made sure that like he like he checked in with Tanner. I was like, that was cool, but also it's like heavy. So like, how are you? And I think that is a a good thing. And we've we've harped on how we all trust each other to roleplay situations where they're like a little more uh, gritty and butting heads um but i believe you should always check in with your friends even after a roleplay yeah. that can be serious and yeah. i feel like we've always been really good about that actually yeah, which absolutely. is something like yeah further not like further beyond being a player as a person i really appreciate um there were several moments in evergreen and iris where we were checking in on each other just because of the subject matter. Yeah. You know, the family drama and all that stuff. Like, I know there were moments the for gate, me dude. when, like, off mic, like, had to take a few seconds to mm. process what was happening. And it was all playing pretend. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, that also just goes to show that as much as we love telling these stories and everything, we're just playing a game. And we all, love, we all love each other way more than we could ever love the show. Um, or you know the the game that we play on it, um, and it's very important for you to uh, uh, even if they're strangers to you, care about the people sitting across the table from you, and to prioritize everyone's enjoyment and comfort um, over you know uh, telling a good story. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. For all the listeners who play D and D, like you know, it's kind of cool to check in with each other and be like, is everyone still having fun? Yeah, you know, because yeah. like, that's, that's, like, that's an yeah. important thing that like I know for myself, like I don't often prioritize that, especially when I get bogged down and, and like with other things going on or whatever. Like, it's it's important to stop and ask yourself, like, am I still enjoying this? Am I still having fun? And are the people around me still having fun? Yeah. And um, to also like those moments of, of diving kind of farther into that realm of role play and that uh, depth of conversation and that heated level of conversation is only going to reflect positively in your game and your experience as long as you're making sure that everyone at the table is comfortable and happy and in a safe space mm -hmm. as well. Um, otherwise, those moments that are very integral to us and, and some of our favorite parts of the game, uh, they don't matter. Uh, if as long as they're not actively benefiting, you know, everyone at the table and making everybody comfortable and everyone feels safe to come to the table in that regard. Yeah, they can't happen. Like it, if you don't do that, you run the risk of it happening once and then 
A, it never happening again, or B, your game not happening. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. even worse, your friendship being strained because of 100%. Yep. And so, you know, like we are all humans and friends first that just want to play a game together. And so. And I also think. That is awesome. I also think for us as a group that actually. Um, you checked in with me and I didn't even think about it and I think it's because I'm so used to the DM chair <laughs> where I've been super antagonistic towards you and I think like straight up that wall of you guys knowing I'm an antagonist playing an antagonist in that role weirdly is a little more of a shield than like if you know as evil of characters as I played against you you know that I'm against you but it was different and I didn't think about it until you uh, checked in with me that it's different when it's player to player it's totally that's, different when an ally is antagonistic towards you that's what I thought was interesting too because even in like Iris Evergreen like when the player characters disagreed it was more ideal based yeah. or more like I'm concerned for you no I'm trying to have independence versus <laughs> No, you're a child. Yeah, was this case? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It was like this one was much way more personal. different. Yeah, way different vibe yeah. than anything that we've ever. Personally, for myself, way different vibe than anything I've ever experienced in D and D in that regard. No, me. that was that yeah. was like. I loved it. That yeah. was yeah. Nathan and I kept like looking at each other through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Zach and I just kept exchanging looks, like and raising eyebrows, like holy fuck. Like, Leon, <laughs> and, <laughs> Leon and David was like. Okay. I lost myself in the moment. I was just looking at me. I was totally acting. 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 Thomas. Yeah. Thomas is like, all right. It's like you're getting in a fight in an Uber ride. Like. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. You guys were the married couple in front of their kid. We were the freaking drunk friends that got picked up on Broadway and were fighting. My god. Oh no. That is funny. Wow. To dive into that, I think we start at when we kind of talked about it in our last bathroom break, where for Laszlo, he was going through um his own stuff uh, that was kind of separate from the scooter thing, to be honest, because kind of in the fight, Laszlo was kind of getting over that, uh, you know, moment of um, not feeling good enough. Um, and that kind of losing his faith in himself through his training and all that by summoning the uh, spirit guardians um, and by kind of like, feeling confident again in that fight and kind of really leaning into his own magics and that sort of thing. Lasso was kind of getting over that thing. And then the scooter disagreement happened that was separate from that, but ripped it all wide back open again. And it truly hadn't been healed in that regard, which was super interesting for me to role play. Picked up the scab. Yeah, going from a moment where I was like, okay, I think he's kind of closing. Honestly, it feels natural like Lazo's kind of closing on on this inner turmoil that he's feeling. And then the, the scooter thing was a separate, I didn't even realize a separate boiling pot that for Lazo was going to rip open all of it twice the size. And uh, one actually quick beam. Did you have something you want to say on that? I have like a million things I want okay, to say. Cool. So you go first. Okay, cool. Because what I find, one, my whole philosophy on life is kind of life is a collection of half-known stories. And I like that we kind of role-played that out because Leon knows neither of these two contexts. And we're in his home. And I also love that we were dead silent at the end of that. Like, no one explained themselves. Because we had Laszlo kind of get his shit out. And then... Leon kind of got to be the pivot point and be like, this is what this place means. Like, Scooter, like, tell me. And then, like, I love that we got to pivot from the half-known story of Laszlo to the half-known story of Scooter and no one has any idea the pieces that led from A to B. Because I think that is the best picture of how the fuck actual problems play out in life. Yeah. Is, yeah, your problems helped another person or hurt another person and who's to know the connection points between the two but both stories were both wholly separate independent but also connected yeah (laughs) i love that so the first cool thing to me is i don't even think that was it boiling over I don't think that was. I I I, oh, I do think I'll say I have more to say on this, but I do think it was for Laszlo okay. more so than I think either of you two realize. Honestly, gotcha. Okay, because I I I think maybe 
Scooter might feel like, or at least also me as a player feels like, like it might get worse from here before it gets better. Like that wasn't the final boiling point. Like there, like I think it, there might be more. Well, I mean, you, you, like in your conversations with Leon, you fully brushed it off. You bottled it up again. Yeah. You you yeah. were you were in in the midst of your disassociation, and and Leon kind of came to like bring you back, but in that same way, you just were like, yeah, now's not the time. Like, he like uh, opened it a little bit, like yeah. being like. All this expectation stuff, bringing it with his parents, bringing it with friends, bringing it even with Laszlo. And then he was like, wait, tomb stuff, Leon stuff, boop, 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 bottle that up really quick, and then just moved, well, up, moved what on. Was, what was he supposed to do? Exactly. Talk about it? That's, I mean, <laughs> Leon tried. Leon fucking tried. He was like, I don't care. You just like, talked about your problems. You were just like, <laughs> well, no, no, I, said, no, no, I said, here's the situation. Hey, this is the forest thing. What do you thing. want? I Man, said, your life is in danger, but what do you I know, want? I'm, I'm joking, but, but it, it is amazing to me that dynamic between Scooter and Laszlo because there's so much common ground with like failing, not living up to expectations. Like we we are feeling a lot of similar things. Mm. You treat two, each other like opposites, but though. we're not You're too communicating yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like that to me is such an amazing, interesting, and powerful dynamic mm. that we both are kind of having similar experiences, but we're both putting walls up instead of allowing ourselves to relate to each other, instead of like allowing that common ground to foster like, you know, a stronger friendship. We're sort of letting it get in between us. And cause I think from very different backgrounds, I, I really think out of everyone in the party, Scooter and Laszlo have the biggest egos. Mm. <laughs> I really think yeah, that 100%. like, like Leon is very much like a, a middle ground between the two of us. Cause yep. we both have these massive egos and we're constantly butting heads with each other because of it. Also Leon, I will say Leon does have, the different scenarios of us being in his home turf. Yeah, for, for sure. Now, and yeah. this is the quick and I'll, I'll offer is like one Leon. He kind of laid it all out to Scooter of like, I am a creature of desire. Like I operate off of what I want and I do not think of long-term goals and consequences. And that's what he kind of encouraged you towards. But Leon also is keeping shit bottled up. Like, the zoom out is like, Leon's kind of like, there will probably be a moment. One, I was a little afraid of Laszlo going into the session. I was like, I feel like Leon might have to like restrain Laszlo if he tries to, if he, if you touched anybody in mm -hmm. Tomb again, I was going to put you down. Yeah, I figured that would happen. Yeah. yeah. I, and like, I didn't, he, sorry, I didn't think, figure that yeah. situation would happen. I knew you would role play that yeah. if it got to that. Yeah. But like, Leon is like ready to like look at YouTube, like, hey, is your home fucking destroyed? Shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I think a really interesting thing about Beam and what you were saying with, you know, you guys have so much more commonality than you think. Um, and like you guys are kind of uh, more alike in a lot of different, like made a lot more, you know, you're more alike than you would think. Like it, it makes you think from an outsider's perspective, it's so easy to see that. But from in the moment, you can't. And like we, I know one criticism that I often hear and honestly even fall into in like any sort of media is like, oh, this whole episode of a TV show wouldn't have happened if they just communicated. But like communication's hard and like it doesn't always happen. Uh, even in just like a party like this where like if you guys were to just communicate like what you guys thought or, you know, where you're coming from or anything like that, so many issues could be smoothed, ov smoothed over, but that doesn't always happen. And like, I. I've heard people say that it's like, you know, it's, oh, it's just lazy writing or, oh, it's just like, you know, but that's realistic. People don't always talk about their, their stuff and people rarely do. Yeah. Actually. Like yeah. communication yeah. is key because yeah. it's so scary. hard and it's, it's, so it's so scary. Vulnerability is difficult. And so like seeing how that really like boiled over and hearing about like how as we zoom out of it, you guys know like, oh, that was great because we know we're the same but the characters don't. Yep. It um it was a wild thing to just kind of observe. Um but I I am I am interested to see, I guess, 
what comes of it. I mean, to be completely honest with you, Tanner, how Scooter responds to this will very much depend on how Laszlo responds to it. Well, I think that kind of gets to something that you kind of touched on of you feel like there's almost more, like not even that was the boiling point. Um, I think that, to- I totally think that is the case for Scooter and for Laszlo, this this is the boiling point. And I, I'll say this because I don't even really know what's going to happen. Um, Laszlo is ready to leave. Like leave both of you. Like I, I straight up when we had that fight, I was like, oh my god, Laszlo's gonna leave at the end of this session. That's what's gonna happen. I was Laszlo's, ready for that too. Laszlo's gonna walk away. Laszlo, I thought Liam was gonna stay. Laszlo is well. Well, here's the thing. Here's my thought process, and I kind of said it when I stood outside of the uh, Great Big Mouth Hole. Is I was like, uh, what scooter, scooter, I scooter. That's that his you. fault. That's I, Nathan's fault. I name things stupid things. You talk to a train called Fuffle Scuttle. Anyway, <laughs> got it. Um, Scooter uh, doesn't uh, so straight up like Scooter does not benefit from Laszlo being there, which also is a reflection of how Laszlo um, isn't uh, in, in Laszlo's mind. Scooter does not benefit from Laszlo being there. Laszlo only makes things worse for Scooter. Um, in addition, Scooter's inability to uh, uh, like kind of go out of his way for you know. Uh, 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 Laszlo in Laszlo's mind also reflects poorly on Laszlo uh, being uh, a leader archetype um, in his own in his own head, or not even just a leader archetype, just a Kalistar person, um, and especially the son of the uh, you know head war guy and head uh, medic gal. Um, that just reflects poorly upon everything that he's ever uh, known about himself. So the, there's a strike there. Six months go by with no warning, no nothing to do about anything. And we've done so much. We have accomplished so, so, so much. And the second he stepped off that train, not one single second of it mattered to Laszlo. Laszlo was like, oh my God, Hamza was right. Nothing matters. We've worked so hard. And every single thing that I've ever done amounts to literally nothing because I just lost six months in an hour. So... I'm not even in the right place to be affecting anything because nothing that I've done in the past time that I've been on Spyros, which for us feels like a couple days and for the rest of the world is six months, not one single ounce of it has affected anything in the world. The world has continued to grow. And because of that, then Laszlo also was like, okay, well, I'm not helping Leon. I'm not doing anything for Leon. Nothing like Leon's losing his home. And none of that has mattered either. And the last cherry on top of it is I'm looking at G-Money and I'm like, he has a direct purpose to everything that we've been doing this whole time. I'm a story device. And (laughs) (laughs) But he has a direct purpose that's very clear cut and like this is where he's supposed to be. And all that combined with the fact that Laszlo feels slight guilt for pledging himself to you guys is making him be like, oh, I'm, I fucked up so bad. I fucked up my life so bad. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be with the Kalistar because I live every, every single thing and person around me is screaming at me that I am not supposed to be here and I'm not helpful and I'm detracting from everything. Laszlo is boiled over. Laszlo straight up, like if there would have been a moment for it, at the end, I would have had Laszlo walk away and I would have talked with Nathan about what the fuck that means. And I'm not gonna lie, that's that I do need to talk to Nathan because that's where he's at. And we'll maybe, talk about it. maybe that's like an episode one of the next arc thing that happens. Laszlo is ready and convinced that he needs to leave. And this is the funny thing because in spite of all the similarities, that's a huge difference between Laszlo and Scooter because that just was like any argument Scooter would have with his parents. And despite how heated that argument between the two of us was, Scooter still thinks that there are no consequences to it. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's his whole thing. Like, and maybe they're, that's they're, the boiling over yeah, point for Scooter that, is Laszlo yes, leaves. Yes, that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Is, is that, that would be a moment where he's like, wow, for the first time in my life, there are consequences to my actions. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, you know... I, Nothing really, nothing really matters. And I mean, like, 
that massive weight Laszlo has put on himself. Like, like that's what stood out to me just now is all these things that I've done have made no difference in the greater world of Spyros and all these things that are happening. Where it's like, why does Laszlo put that pressure on himself? Nobody expected him to fix anything. Mm. Which is kind of Scooter's thing. Is is like, why? Why should we even care? Like nobody asked us to save the world. Yeah, it's a very Hugh mindset as well. Yeah, of this expectations and yeah. things being kind of thrust upon him. Interesting. Uh, okay, Zach, you role play my therapist, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna talk Detail about the way these characters yeah. are reflections uh, of my own personal eth- life. There are ethical implications of that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Skip I don't know. Over the that. I, of the I word. follow <laughs> from my job, and right. I'm not trying to get my license revoked. <laughs> Everybody call up Zach Stenzel for free consultation. What if the end result of Frozen Fables was Zach losing his license? Regardless. It's (laughs) funny. Wow. Wow. Talk about consequences to action. I'll live off the Patreon money. Well, it's funny because I also thought I thought I might have to have a conversation with Nathan because this was in, like, Nathan asked us for write ups walking into Tomb Force how all of our characters felt. And that's, you know, it's playing out, so I don't have to get into it. But, like, the kind of bird's eye view is, you know, Leon's philosophies on life and death are very different. He's kind of like a hedonistic absurdist, which is ridiculous. And don't even read the philosophy on that because it's pointless. Um, But like Leon is fully prepared, was fully, fully prepared to either get seized with feet and get back to Tomb Forest or just stay at Tomb. Like until the death camps on either side of the forest and even with hearing that, like, I was ready to be like, Laszlo, like, you go through the whole, like, Scooter, you do whatever you want. Like, I'm, even if it's pointless, there's no point in me not staying here and fighting this fight because that's all I was built to do. There was like, a brief moment where I thought we might all three split. I, and Same. we might still. I was, and I was we a might little still, afraid that would be Which insane. leads to my question, Nathan, what would you have done? I would have figured it out. Yeah. We would just do this one on one, like the playtest. Because <laughs> I'll say it, like I don't think that's out of the question yet. No, I, and uh, no. that's why I'm telling you, like no. I don't want to predict anything, and I need to talk with Nathan. But Laszlo leaving <laughs> is a big, like big, like honestly, it's probably also- more likely to happen than not at Dang. this point. G-Money which is-, is also there for <laughs> Leon. Mm-hmm. Like Leon really is sad like about that. the his second <laughs> I find out where Tombs with feet, like sees with feet is like his ma- Leon's epilogue is already written by the fact that ne- that Nathan let me take parts of the night tree. Like you can already guess what I'm doing the second I, I get the I literally chance. can't get. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna replant the tree. He's gonna replant the, the tree. He's gonna re- Why? He's gonna. He wants. He loves the forest. I am Leon- in such a unique position of like <laughs> being someone who has come into this late and someone who also thought that this was his last day playing his character um and i we were like approaching i was like oh it's been like about an hour what's going on okay like i was like oh okay i'm gonna jump in this great big mouth hole and i'm gonna explode like it's not gonna work (laughs) and so like hearing this it's like you know g money is in the best mood of his life yeah because he's like wow I met my heroes, the people who I've literally been watching um, and like been all about. I have made it out of the tomb forest. I have more answers than I ever have about my chain. I'm in the place that like was this dream state I entered, which was helpful to the people that I admire. And now I am an integral part of getting them what they need. Like G money is on top of the world. No, yeah, and uh, I, yeah. I, I think, uh, like... The funniest uh, dichotomy yeah, I, ever. I know, which is incredible. I kind of love it, though, because it, it's like a weird, like... Like, you're an observer, but you're also a hand in how this is going to play out. And um, obviously, I want you to be integral to an already established party because you're guesting. And, and I also, like, think... It makes a great story and everything's cool. Um, but I've, I've really appreciated um, how you've played out your character for this. And I, I think that uh, B-Money slash G-Money has um, fit super well. And 
um, provided some different uh, perspective on everything that's been going on, and I think 100 that's been great. And it and it uh, goes to show how good you are as a player oh, thank you. and um, writing a character too that fits so easily. Uh, I had no troubles figuring out what you. <laughs> we're going to do or how you're going to fit into this story so yeah and to throw that back to you it was super easy to write a character for this world and to just like give you something and let you mold it yeah into how this is gonna go because like for those who have played D but have never kind of like guested in a campaign or anything like it is such a unique experience to be a guest player to it know is. like it's it's an even more unique one to be on a podcast and it's an even even more unique one to be on a podcast that was previously not a podcast and the old version of it I in theory could listen to and have listened to some of. And so it's like knowing you about won't. this world, knowing about all this weird stuff, and then like joining in and like playing a character who had like I the player have knowledge about what has happened. I the player have knowledge about like what it like what the world is. And then coming in where it's like, all right, I've got a specific goal in mind, and like coming into this, I'm like, great, I have six episodes. Let's kind of see where this goes. Um and playing this just kind of like fanboy, uh, basically, but like also like <laughs> a super chill person and a fanboy because I love being two people. Like that's also super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then to like continue in that is going to be this weird dichotomy of like B Money was kind of just like I'm going along with the ride, and now he still is, and now there's all this other stuff going on that was like this has been happening before B Money's involvement or even his observation, and so coming into this situation now of like all right now i'm part of this but also like how how does someone you know it's what i imagine being like a professional sports player is like <laughs> so <laughs> hear me out well, like, all right no i want to hear yeah, this so like b money is going into this where it's like oh he's just kind of doing his thing and now is a big part of it where it's like you know i i play soccer i love soccer it's like a large part of my personality for those who don't know and like if i were to ever get the opportunity to even just like train like one practice session with a professional soccer team that'd be incredible like that's how b money feels where it's like i've watched you guys on tv i know who you are i know your stats i know about you i have jerseys with your name on you whatever that, that looks like if i had the opportunity to like practice with them that would be incredible and then this new arc is like B Money got a trial on the team. Yeah, G, like G Money is now a member of the team. Like that would be like yeah. Zach actually getting to then continue and play with that team, and that's crazy. Yeah. Well, because now, now, like you were not. I don't want to say like taking a back seat uh, to like whatever they were doing, mm-hmm. but like uh, now you were you were like kind of a, a, a character like plot device is what you were saying before. But uh, now, more or less, you're like the weird glue or like flimsy glue that can try and mm-hmm. keep these three together. Which is yeah. why it's really f- funny in that regard. That yeah. it's really easy for Lazlo to be like, this is who they need, not me. I'm making right. things a worse. A guy you met a couple yeah. of days ago. But he's clearly showing that he's Six like months in a purposeful, <laughs> purposeful not in your timeline. to, you know, the overall goal. Yeah. But if all three of us are looking to split, G money might be the only thing that can keep us together. So I am actually really curious, having observed us for so long, what is your perspective on the conflict between Laszlo and Scooter? God, that's a great question. That is a wonderful question because because you've seen all of it, right? Yeah, because I've seen you guys since Nabrasina. Yes, that was when I first kind of saw them. Yeah, you saw all the happenings there, pretty much. No, nothing really before. Yeah, nothing before. Happenings. No, so like it, it was... <laughs> we laugh at the dumbest stuff. True. Um, it's interesting because, like, through watching it as if it was just a TV show, but like knowing that it was kind of like real. Uh, he had seen, you know, your triumphs and your conflicts. He's he's seen Scooter be so adamant about going to murderers and then having a great time. He's seen <laughs> Leon be like, we gotta destroy this beer brotherhood. We gotta blow the whole thing up. And we've seen, and he's seen, they have seen Laszlo like try and rein everyone in and be like, I'm the protector. Not only like, you know, I think 
G-Money and Ibirico now like have viewed Laszlo not as the leader, but like the security or the protector role of like, you know, I'm not going to be able to tell these two what to do. I'm not trying to be a leader. I am just trying to make sure everyone is safe. And so seeing this kind of boil over in recognizing that like the protector can't do his job because the others aren't keeping themselves safe and seeing, you know, Leon be so passionate about his home that he would be willing to, you know, lash out at the party about that. And we see Scooter like, you know, trying to live life without those expectations, trying to see and then to see all that boil over, to see Leon just kind of observe and then walk away, to see the the explosion, the initial boiling, if we want to keep that metaphor going, of like, you know, Laz everything Laszlo's doing and Leon just being like, I need I need a minute. Like I just need to go. And then as soon as we got off, it was like, all right, like I found my purpose. Great. He just kind of abandoned everything, was just like, great, find the stuff. Great, I'm diving into the mouth hole. You guys will eventually follow. Because the thing is, if you had, if, if it had taken you guys a while to follow, B-Money would have sat there. He would have waited. He doesn't need to eat. He's a skeleton. This is I, <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, he can. I thought can you were going to tell me that Kalistar were not in the direction of Hub, and that's where I would have left. Honestly, you're lucky. <gasps> Did it come down to a roll? No. Uh-oh. But you're lucky they're there. Otherwise, yeah, you probably. I feel like split. I'm lucky that they're there. I feel if like you, you're all. If you would have told me, if you would have told me a different direction than Hub, I would have left. No, and, and and I know that, yeah. and I've glad I've written this down. But God, yeah, this is like I've yeah. never played in a campaign where so many people have wanted to either just like leave or go off, or like a party hasn't been this coherent because it's like you know we played. Evergreen and Iris as an established group of friends. We played Archeo as this team that like all had worked together or had previous experience. We played played Doorbusters where we all worked at the same thing. So we all had the same goal. But like Tanner mentioned earlier with the scale of things, it's like, yes, you guys have all these shared goals. You have all these shared experiences. But is that enough? Because so much is going on and you guys you know, not selfishly, but have your own shit going on. We're three 17-year-olds who ended up at a summer camp together. Yeah, we kind of just got shoved into a room and we're like, hey, these are people that you need to get along with in theory. Which I love as a dynamic because like, I know, a typical D&D game starts with, you find yourself at a tavern and then you guys just like, as players have this knowledge of, we have to be a party, let's kind of band together, whatever that flimsy There's like an expectation. Is. Yeah, the yeah. expectation of it. And so to see you guys kind of all go against that and be like, I don't know what this means, but like, it's what my character would do and not in a like, it's what my character would do, I wanna be evil kind of way. It's like, this is what is best for my individual limit or what my what my character thinks yep. is best. I love this non-traditional approach. Yeah, you're to, all to so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, and which, but like I except love for it. the skeleton it, made of pure gold, the um, only thing keeping us together. And I mean, like I don't know, every everyone in Spyros is selfish. Mm. Everyone, like, I mean, th- there's not a single person that isn't. I don't think. And uh, if we split Maha. the party, we'll probably all die in a horrible way. The other thing, <laughs> selfishly for me, is I do have like four Spyros characters. <laughs> don't you specifically dare! Don't you dare! Don't do that! I have so many Spyros characters. What's so funny is you keep saying that, but I'm the one who keeps trying to die. I know. I don't know why you're doing that. You know what's funny? I've never loved. Character more than Leon, don't take this from me. I will oh. try my best not to. But well, I if I walk away as Laszlo, he doesn't have to die, and I just get to, to like Who's to spotlight say? as someone else for a little bit, maybe, and who knows? I love that. This is like so random, but I love that my first land on Chaos Magic turned out the way that it did. <laughs> that I was just awesome. That was so funny yes. and goofy. This means I, I can continue it. to be here to remind you to roll your your wild magic oh, surges. Great! I was I'm so happy. Great about it on episode yeah. nine and ten, and I just like completely forgot today. With this but combat, because of how like complicated and intricate it was, I understand. I was pretty focused on and a lot of things. Just because yeah. I love wild magic, I am totally fine being yep. the steward of that. I'll try to get being better at the it too. rules lawyer of this podcast you yeah. know 
true. Did that. we share yeah. on mic how Scooter got wild magic in that whole thing? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Okay. We did. Um, we also never announced on mic that we leveled up. No, because I don't really care to. <laughs> we um, did level up. We, yeah. did, we, we never did that in like Evergreen, really. I love Iris. We're level so. 29. I mention <laughs> it if I can. But yeah. yeah. I don't as, know. as like a little thing, I loved my little treats that I got. Um, because again, I said this at the end of the episode, I thought it was really just like, oh, thanks for coming, Zach. This is a fun character you'll remember. Here's a little thing. But like, no, to know that, like, you know, I'm throwing might... you a bone. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has uh, so many. <laughs> he has so many bones. I mean, like, wrestling over a staff. Please, yeah. like, throw but a lap like, track in there. <laughs> I will. But, but there's like there. the herbalism kit thing where I was like, oh, I just took that because I'm a druid. Like, whatever. And to know that, like, I've got advantage on that. What does that mean? Am I going to use that moving forward? Or like, the, the fact that there was this transformation and it wasn't just a cosmetic or just like, Thing, like it meant something like my armor class is higher now that's awesome yeah had you um good buff like, too yeah that is a good buff yeah. i now have 16 ac which like is pretty big especially as we're continuing to move up levels and so as we continue and know that like part of this party for now i don't know for now i like it truly is such a weird feeling to be like I'm not going to continue in this long form campaign with this same character, but I'm in it longer than I expected. That is yeah. such a weird feeling. It feels very out. right though. It I'm feels really right. glad yeah. that you're, you're sticking with yeah, us. Yeah, me too. Peek yeah. behind the screen. That was planned from the beginning. <gasps> I, I figured so. I made a joke to Nathan that I was like, Listen, I will guest in every Spyros arc as a different character if you want <laughs> oh, me to. Oh, that'd be um, so fun. Because, like, again, I very much, it's such a, like, weird thing where it's like, obviously I want to be part of this because this is such a fun thing. You guys, I love you all so much. Nathan, it's so great to have you as a DM. So glad to be um, here. And, but I also don't want to be like, hey, like, this is your guys' thing. You guys started this. This is special to you guys. I don't want to intrude and to know that I get to be a little part of that. Whatever that means, if I'm playing a character through one arc, if I'm now playing them through a second, if I get to continue or get to revisit this character, or if I get to play someone else, I will do whatever y'all allow me to. And I mean, honestly, Nathan allows me to because he's Hello. in charge. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I recognize how sacred this is for you guys. And it is not lost on me the importance and the honor that I get to be part of this. So thanks. We're so, glad to have you. Well, you might be yeah. the only member of the party left when we all leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be a G money. Cabin three and a half. We oh. might all have to make new characters who meet you. I just wanted to say that, yes, like Tanner, Sturge, Nathan and I, like we started this together, but you already said it. Like we're the team and you're on the team now. Yeah, you know, you're not get, you're not like at least at least to us, it's not just this person who gets to practice with us this one. It's like you're you're on the team. Yep. You know, family wow. is the family you choose. Oh god, oh, 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 wow. or don't wow. choose because you all hate each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fuck it, I don't hate so them. I hate now. myself. You no, know yeah. what? You know what? We were talking about if the Spyros crew had to fight the Evergreen chapter. This will be the last point we yeah. hit on. Seriously. <laughs> A house divided cannot stand. That's oh, true. Yeah. We yeah, would get the evergreen bodied yeah. by the no, evergreen again, characters simply because teamwork, they yeah. have each other. Yeah. Wow. Again, the evergreen crew wins, but the Spyros crew is scarier. Yes, yes 100%. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. They, they 100%. have an intimidation factor in the fact that they're just so chaotic and, mm. and, and the appearance-wise are very scary, too. And the Archeo crew is betting on the end result. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they have the bucket of pop and just watch <laughs> um i think that's where we're gonna call this after party um thank you all for listening so much um subscribe to our patreon so you can hear us talk about each set of two episodes in between um and a ton of other bonus content as well join our discord uh rate us five stars check us out on our socials do all the biz we love you we love you and next week we got some Archeo 2, oh, baby. Oh, baby. We're back in the world of Archeo. We have a lot of things to catch up on with Tox uh, traveling yes, through the multiverse. Uh, I'm in, in this a room now. In a Subaru. Get out of here. Okay, <laughs> bye. Get to your set. <laughs> what does the multiversal time? Navy look like? 
Uh, so we're very excited to be jumping back into Archeo 2. And also another uh, further thing on our Patreon, while we do episodes uh, every two, or we do bathroom breaks every two episodes, um, on our after party uh, episodes that we do, since that means that we're not doing a bathroom break, our Patreon members actually get an exclusive look at the next month's interview an entire month <gasps> early from our Whoa. interview series. Oh, so baby. if you want to be a whole month ahead on the interview series, you can also join our Patreon for that reason as well. We really appreciate you being here. And we all very much appreciate Nathan bringing this Aww, wonderful yeah. story to life. Thank 100% you. 100% means Always the world. Chair. I can't believe we have to wait this long for for so many things to be resolved <laughs> internally, so externally. And uh, we love it. We can't wait to be back with Spyros and I do can't more. Wait to. Yeah, so we can play again next month, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I got you for a little bit of time. Yeah. But Nathan I'm, will be back I'm a soon. again. Guys, be sure to listen to Witching Hour by Tanner Azanera. Yeah. Old plug at this point, but thank you. It's still good. It's it's still there, so it holds go up. listen to it. I feel it. like Thanks. it aged very well. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not like you guys were you oh, No, that's cruel. That's cruel of you, honestly. Uh, Turn the bummer. episode off. All right. Turn see it off. you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>